What is up, my beautiful people? Welcome to today's episode of the podcast, episode nine. I'm super pumped. We're with my friend Drew Richardson today. We're going to be talking about changing jobs. We're going to be talking about traveling and just, just freaking doing it. Welcome to the Doom Work Podcast. Taking your brain across the world. Introducing your host and guide across the globe. Solo traveler, Jerry Moore. What is up, guys? Welcome to this episode of the podcast. I have my friend Drew Richardson here. Thank you, Drew, for joining us. We are here in Bangkok, and I want to do a quick episode with Drew. Uh, he actually just met him yesterday. He's friends with my sister, and he's over here for the e-commerce conference. So, Drew, why don't you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself for the guys who don't know you out there. Cool. Yeah, my name is Drew Richardson. I am um, on YouTube as Drew Romeo. Um, I'm actually currently working as a nurse. Um, aspiring to be, not aspiring, but actually um, am an entrepreneur and just working to build that side of uh, my life out entirely. So I'm here in Bangkok now for a conference, uh, like Jerry said, and I'm hoping to pick up a few things to go home with and take some actionable items to kind of propel myself forward in that, in that space. Yeah, so I know you were talking to me about like you're making uh, a career change right now and moving over to uh, traveling nursing, which is actually quite interesting because um, a lot of what we talk about on the podcast is how do people travel, uh, how do they make these things happen. And obviously, that's a great way to travel and work at the same time. Um, so, what is like the process of of that, like changing into something like that or changing career paths? So my so the first career path I was a part of was actually IT. So I started off as IT. Um, it was so nothing to do with nursing. It was nothing to do with nursing in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. which was really crazy. And a lot of people had um, when I mentioned it, they're like, "Wow, that's such a wild jump. Why would you do it?" Right. Um, which you know put me in a weird space, I guess, at first. You know, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and you know, they ask you, "What do you want to be?" I want to be a doctor, right? And then I grew up and, and slowly realized how much uh, education, time, mm-hmm. and effort you had to put in there. Is everyone saying, right? The doctor or the president? <laughs> I mean, it's not one of the two. So I, went to the I, was, two yeah, I was first a doctor, and then I was like, no, the president. <laughs> you know, after Bond, then I actually got a shot. Yeah. So. But, um, you know, but the, the crazy thing is that after I figured out how much time it took for, uh, you know, becoming a doctor, years on end, and like the debt was just ridiculous. And mm-hmm. this was, you know, me back when I was yay high right and realizing that early I was like you know what let me just do something I love right and so I you know I picked up a few books that my mom had with computers got pretty good at it right mm-hmm. it became a hobby and I just enjoyed being with computers okay you know all through into high school I still like couldn't settle what I wanted to do I was like let me just do what I'm good at right and I just did computers got jobs um, I you know didn't have any certifications or anything like that and I just kind of made it work and, but what I slowly realized was that my hobby slowly died um, because the job kind of killed it for me. Okay. And I just felt like you know somebody being able to tell you what to do with your hobby shouldn't be done because I slowly lost the love for IT. Now today I still love it because I made the change. Mm-hmm. Um, missionary doctor that I met, he um, told me, he asked me if I really wanted to be an IT person and why. That's where he got me. Yeah. And when I told him why, I just said I was just good at it. You know, and I make good money, and there was a need for it. But it really didn't fulfill myself and the things that I took um, for value. I value helping others. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, and it was so crazy. My mom had caught the flu that, you know, period of time while he was with us, we were housing him for a couple of weeks because he was traveling all yeah. around the world. And I told him, I said, I actually wanted to be a doctor at first, but he says, now take your knowledge with IT. Can you help your mom? Can you use that knowledge to help your mom? And my mm-hmm. mom was like, Temperature 103, I didn't know what to do. All I knew was fluids and call 911. Like, right. that was as far as my knowledge went with medical. Yeah. 
But I'm like, you know, that would really be putting me in a tough place if I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to help anybody with my skills. Mm. So then it reignited the flame of wanting to be in the medical field. I knew that doctor, but he mentioned me, how about nursing, have you considered it? I just thought nursing was for women. Yeah. And as I looked into it, probably about three weeks in, I came up with a solid decision to say, let me just do nursing. So, so what was your answer to him when he asked you, like, why, why are you doing IT? What, what did you say to him? My answer was because I felt like, you know, instead of trying to force something that I liked, and I knew a doctor wasn't the question, I just never considered nursing or anything else. And I said, let me just do something that I'm actually already proficient at. And yeah. that was just IT at the time. Yeah. And so it just kind of flew in where you were going and just kind of took that river and just flowed with it. Basically. Just flowed with it. Yeah, yeah. And it worked for a while. Right. And I started resenting going into work and I knew that wasn't helping. Mm -hmm. And so I said, something needs to change and something needs to change quickly. Yeah. So that, that um, he recommended nursing and that really put me on the path of looking for something new. Yeah, and that sounds like a pretty ridiculous transition from, <laughs> like I go into computers and then I help people <laughs> who are sick. And you know, it's, I vividly remember the exact moment where I actually um, had to find a new job. Yeah. Um, and I went in and I called a few people and contacted like, This is when you quit? The, this is before I quit. Okay. And I had to look for something to be able to successfully transfer over because I couldn't take a lapse in pay. Okay, know, right. You know, had a lot of financial But you couldn't stay in IT while you did schooling and stuff. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I could have, but mm -hmm. it was just really hard to. They really didn't take too kindly of me, like leaving early for class. So mm -hmm. it really put me in a position to be like, all right, it's like now or never. Right. Because this, this environment is not really conducive to me growing. Okay. You know, if, gotcha. I, if, I, if I didn't fit their puzzle piece, right. I just, um, something had to die. And mm -hmm. in this case, it would be my dreams, my passions, mm -hmm. which was not going to be a good look. Yeah. Um, and so that being said, I just went full force into you know researching what it took to make that leap, and and I took a shadow experience. And shadow experience is when they take you know someone under their wing and kind of like um, walk you around their space, kind of like you're that person in that career for that day. Yeah. You know, so if I'm following a nurse or a doctor, you're a doctor for that day. You're just following and looking what they do, asking questions. Right. And literally being a shadow. Mm -hmm. um, and I walked into NIH, which was the uh, National Institutes of Health, mm -hmm. and um, it was literally the first time I've ever been in a setting where I was actually going for it. Right. And I just went from hearing all this tech knowledge to we need to take care of this patient. His heart's slowing down. And it was all body parts when I'm just so used to hearing technical, you know, right. technological parts, you know, hard, hard drives and, mm -hmm. you know, CD-ROMs and RAM. And it went to, and that's when I knew, I'm like, whoa, what am I doing? Like, yeah. the language shift was incredible. Everything. It was everything. Yeah, new world. Yeah, it just put me in a position where it's either, you know, sink or swim, mm -hmm. I had to thrive. And I was like, you know, if I really want this, I gotta make it work. Right. So I put myself in the mindset immediately that it's just gonna have to work. Like, failure was not an option. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and ever since then, man, it was just, you know, it was definitely not easy. Yeah, what was it that, that gave you the, I guess, courage really to really make the jump? Because I feel like people talk about it all the time, right? They say, oh, I want to be a travel person or a YouTuber or whatever it may be, or a doctor or whatever. And they talk and then, you know, you check in with them a year later and they're still doing the same thing. And, you know, it takes something. Yeah. to get off, you know, to jump off the ledge. And it is kind of a jump, really. Yeah. What do you think that was for you? Um, that, that question that that missionary doctor posed, yeah. like, it really made me stop. It paused. Mm. I felt like I was in the Matrix, you know, mm. when he was doing that move. <laughs> I felt like that was me. Everything <laughs> just, just slowed down. And I was like, 
wow, like my yeah. mom, if she could have something that was really, uh, you know, terminal, I wouldn't even be able to identify it. Mm -hmm. So, and we were left to, I felt like I would, I would be left to the knowledge of somebody else to, to tell me what's wrong with my mom or my family or my loved one, whoever, friend right. or family. And I, went, I didn't like that feeling. I felt like I was not inferior, but I felt like I was um, helpless. Yeah. And yeah. that really was, was a turning point. That yeah. right there was my why. I'm doing it not only for myself, because not only I get the fulfillment of helping others, right. but I do it for the good of um, my family and the loved ones that I hang out with. Yeah. To do them that service, to let them know, hey, you know, what you're doing to your body is not good because I would then have that knowledge to share. Yeah, you wanted, you wanted to take control of the situation. Exactly. As opposed to getting out of control. Exactly, that's, that's the best way I can put it. Yeah, so this this was like then a four year, I mean, how long did this take to transition into this? Well, being in a situation, so my mom was single, single mom, so my brother and I really had to really pull our weight around. Uh -huh. Working early, worked as early as 11th grade in high school. Um, ever since then, we just didn't stop, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we got in the habit of really, um, learning what hard work was while being in school we had no choice but to do that mm -hmm. and so because of that I, I couldn't go to school full-time you know and be done in a, in a decent amount of time so um, I was already in, in school for IT and it was like a little over four or five years mm -hmm. um, well more like four years at a two-year college yeah mind you so now I had to do an additional two and a half to you know, convert because nothing converted over right. to medical. Yeah, yeah. It was a complete shift. Yeah, and people gave me all these kind of weird looks, even because counselors like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I knew you were. I knew I knew someone in this office was going to say that to me. So I said uh, yes. I just knew my answer had to be yes. I said yes, yeah. I'm sure. Because if I stopped, I knew I wouldn't jump ship, mm -hmm. and I would just be sitting in the same spot like you said a year later. Yeah, and then we realize what have I done? Yeah, and so um, you know, being in that position really just helped me to to do that. Yeah, and what, what I kind of see just from knowing you for the day, what's interesting to me is now you, you've made this point where you've had this radical shift in your life, right? Yeah. And I feel like you continue to shift things in your life now. Yeah. It's almost like you are, are in that zone where you want to. I mean, you went from nursing, you're now traveling nursing, you're at an e-commerce conference, you have a YouTube channel. I mean, you're trying a lot of different things yeah. and your life is chaotic and it sounds like that's what you want yep. like it's almost like progression it's fun it's different yeah and to bring this kind of like all together about where a lot of people probably thinking like oh you know career and then you mentioned entrepreneurship that's like two worlds another mm -hmm. two worlds clashing right and it's a side thing right it's a it's a start to something else correct uh, yeah, yeah. yeah but the thing is uh, and not a lot of people know this until like I, I tell the, the story um, ever since my brother and I we were always entrepreneurially you know, minded. Mm -hmm. Like in middle school, we uh, went to Costco, went to Sam's Club, and it's mm -hmm. like a wholesale buying spot. Yeah. People like BJ's, yep. you know, some people might have mm -hmm. BJ's. I was with my mom and brother, and I, we saw like this stack, big box of candy. Yeah. And you know, you could buy 36, 48 count of Snickers or whatever. Uh -huh. And then we looked at it, and then we looked at each other, like, yo, if we bought this for 13 bucks, you know, yeah. we could sell these for a dollar a piece, or like a little less than what the school was selling for, mm -hmm. bringing all the traffic to us. So we yeah. did that. We packed. Um, so back <laughs> I mean, it was that's where yeah. our mind was at. Yeah, that's and awesome. I, it, yeah. And I knew it was leading to something. Yeah. But you know, obviously, we were only uh, we could only deal with whatever you know opportunities presented us at the time right. in middle school, right? Right. But I knew that I was like, man, we're we're destined for more than just this. But I know this is a start. So you're you're sitting in the playground with Snickers bars. You're yep. like, yo, you want some of this? <laughs> <laughs> we got the stuff. Yeah, we got the stuff. And 
so we would like we would deal candy bar all day. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's awesome. Yeah. So and it really um, we were known Candy Brothers, you know, mm. uh, for a while, and then um, we got to high school. Obviously, we got into bigger ventures, mm. like doing um, multi-level marketing yeah. with different companies that were popular at the time. Okay, but we knew that we couldn't, you know. Being in school, mom was like, don't lose focus in school. And so we were still battling out the entire time, but that entrepreneurial mindset was still it was there. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, It was dormant and it yeah. came to life every now and then, but then we had to put it dormant again when we were chasing our careers. Yeah, so, yes. So for me, it was uh, cutting grass, shoveling snow and, and leaves. Cool. So I would go around um, with my shovel and at sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and just walk around driveways and just knock on the person's door and right. be like, "Hey, twenty bucks to help me drive." But they and took it, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we work all day long. I'm telling you, like it's, yeah. it's, um, it's definitely, it's. You can't teach anybody how to do that. Yeah. It really, I, I truly feel like it comes from within. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, so what do you think that like where where do things go forward now? You're again, you're things are you have a lot of balls you're juggling right now. Yeah. Um, what's kind of the the rough picture? Obviously, you don't know what's going to happen, but um, ideally, what do you think uh, the path you're going to go? That's an excellent question. I like how you actually phrased that. Um, so, pretty much, I it was a lot of competing priorities for me, and I had to really sit back and um, realize what I really wanted my why. Uh, I definitely wanted to have control of my time um, and I definitely wanted to be the one to call the shots of how much I made and did, didn't want to trade time for money anymore. Right. I know time was going to be an investment but it wasn't in direct correlation with you know one hour equals this per dollar. Mm -hmm. You know pretty much somebody putting a price. Pretty much I felt like that's how much you were actually worth mm -hmm. and I didn't like that feeling. So I always felt like I was being you know you were being underpaid or you know mm -hmm. and I didn't like that. So. I'm currently a nurse and I love what I do because I get to help people, but I always was a proponent of helping other people on in a grander scale. You know, my, my um, going from nursing to travel nursing was a choice I made recently because it gave me that one step closer to freedom. Uh, working on a contractual basis, my wife and I, we love to travel already, mm -hmm. and this would give us not only the freedom to travel where we want within the United States or, uh, you know, abroad if we wanted to, but right now we're focusing on within the United States. Yeah. And, um, and you know, in the traditional nursing field, like when you're a staff nurse, it's hard to get time off. And that right there already went against one of my first, um, my first commandments, one of my personal <laughs> commandments I made for myself, you know, that should not give up time or be in charge of your time whenever you can. Yeah. This conference was only possible because I made that switch, which mm -hmm. is why it's such a big move for me. Yeah. Um, being here alone just really proved to me a lot of things. I made a decision, I followed through, and now I am where I'm supposed to be because I made action, you know, followed by goals I had set, mm -hmm. you know? And so now I'm in a place where, I, now I'm a travel nurse. The next step is to relieve myself from being, a, you know, a travel nurse in general, because what I really want to do is be able to go to these mission trips, health mission trips, mm -hmm. and help freely without asking for anything in return and give my time using my skill. Mm -hmm. But I know that finally, I'm not going to be naive. I know yep. financials need to be covered, so right. that, that will be covered through my entrepreneurial ventures. Awesome. So that's yeah. pretty much where I'm headed. So and entrepreneurship will be on top. Yeah, yeah. So you, so you like the entrepreneurship, but your main passion goal is to do the mission trips. Correct. Okay. Hundred percent. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's really cool to to be able to think about being in a place, and obviously it's it's down the road, but to be in a place where you're working purely because you want to work and help. Yeah. Which is, you know, um, and I find that really interesting about people, they, they put these like kind of, 
um, like barriers on the 40 hour work week, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have 40 hours of, of work per week and you have to do these 40 hours and that's all you should work and you shouldn't work more. And when I work 70 or 80 hours a week, people are like, something's wrong with you, Jerry. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> but it's like, but, but if, if you're doing something that you really enjoy and you really get into it, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's like I'm not working or if I'm in a team and we're building something or creating a project or, or doing something or if I'm sitting here talking to you, like this to me is like, I could do this all the time. Right. Um, and, but I find it weird that people put that, like it's a very stern block. Yeah. Like you can't work like you. People would say, oh, well, you know, you're already doing your thing like this entrepreneurship, you know, you're taking on, maybe it's too much time or the YouTube stuff, maybe yeah. you shouldn't worry about it. Yeah, you know, um, I really came to realize, you know, it just kind of really finally set, set when you said that. I think if you're counting the hours and whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. then it's not truly your passion. Yeah. I truly believe that because if I'm able, and I've, I've been putting hours on end to this entrepreneurship, you know, pushing out, we have, I have YouTube content, I have, um, I haven't gotten to podcasting yet, mm -hmm. you know, we were talking about that earlier, but like there's so many platforms, I'm just so eager to jump in and learn new things that I don't think about the time, I just really, I, only one question is like, did I sleep? If right. I slept and, I, and I'm awake and I'm yeah. energy to per perform, I'm gonna perform. Yeah. You know, sometimes I would skip meals and my wife would not be happy with that, but yeah. like, man, I just gotta finish this thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, when you do that, and I never count hours. Mm -hmm. So you're right, and I remember when you mentioned that, I was like, man, it's crazy. I said, it's crazy if it's not your passion. Yeah. I think a lot of people think about that block of that 40 hour block because a lot of times people pick up jobs because they have to, yeah. because they need to make ends meet, because they're about to graduate and only, you know, the job they really want is not hiring at the moment. So they have to settle for something that has nothing to do with their career. Yeah. And they're just, you know, end up getting enough experience in it where they're stuck in that weird block and now they're just counting hours day in and day out, looking forward to weekends yeah. and dreading Mondays. And I think that's how that vicious cycle starts. Yeah. You know, for me to become a nurse from IT, I actually take, had to take a pay cut. It was more than $10,000 pay cut. Yeah. And I had to make that. That's when I knew I was, of course, scared. I was a little worried. I'm like, mm -hmm. man, not about the money, just more so like, am I making the right choice? Because this is going to cost me time. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I went to that, that field, I just felt like, whoa, like I feel like I could be there forever, like you mentioned with podcasting. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's like long term versus short term, right? I yeah. Mean, in the short term, yes, you're going to lose money and you're going to lose all this and this. Yep. But if you continue on this in the long term, you're screwed. But yeah. Long term, going the other way is, is right where you want to be, or at least you think. Yeah. And I think a failed experience, like you, like you shouldn't be scared. I hear a lot of people are like, well, you know, what if you do this and you go two years in college and you don't like it? and you know, you waste those two years. I, I don't think that's the truth at all. I think that in those two years, you probably learned a shit ton of stuff that maybe would push you on to the next thing, or you know indefinitely that, hey, I don't wanna do this. You can check it off the list and get it out of your head and move forward to something else. And another thing too, when you make a wrong turn, mm -hmm. like a career, anything, I don't mm -hmm. care what it is. Um, if I'm talking to you and you mention something that you're about to do that I, I, you know that that that, uh, that I've already done or failed at. I right. Don't, go do, don't you know? Try not to do that or try yeah. this way instead. Yeah. Meaning, I just gave you the gift of experience without costing you time. Yeah. That's it. Like I just feel like you know, yeah, it, you know, at the time you might feel like, man, this was a failed mm -hmm. attempt. But really, that could just be a servant to you know serving somebody else who's about to make the same mistake. Yeah. You know, and I feel like it, there's a plus to, to all mistakes you learn from. Yeah, and I think the actual like the actual experience of making a mistake is so much better than you telling me about the mistake. <laughs> exactly. You know? It's like maybe this true guy, maybe I'll like look at a little bit. But 
but I think that I'm right. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> and then I do it and I fail. I'm like, shit, that's right. <laughs> and then I believe it once once you experience it. For sure. And, yeah. and I, for years, I've always said uh, experience is the best teacher. Yeah. And I felt like that was the irrefutable statement. Like, nobody can have anything to say that. Mm. I mentioned it to a group of um, individuals who were a little older than me. They had a little more experience. Yeah. Um, they know what's up. She, she stood up and says, experience may be the best teacher, but it never stops to explain. And I was like, whoa, I, I was mm-hmm. like, that hits. I, like, I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't stop to explain because I kept telling her like, yeah, just have the experience. But um, she was saying that sometimes the experiences we have don't stop to explain, so we don't know what to make of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, and I just, you know, I had time, I didn't say anything to her at the moment, but I just thought, I said, look, uh, you know, I had to ponder enough for a little longer. And I feel like I guess that's where you have to take the time to realize what does that really mean to you? Yes. And how can you move forward from it? 100%. Yeah. I just thought yeah. like that was profound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that, yeah, I, I would agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, my initial impression is just evaluating yourself and the circumstances. And like you said, what does this mean to you? Um, and I find that's important for a lot of things, especially for me. Like, I can work 80 hours a week or 70 hours a week, no problem. Yeah. But I have to take myself first. Mm-hmm. I have, before that 70 hours, I have to, you know, if I'm getting up in the morning, I'm doing my journaling, I'm doing my workouts, I'm doing my runs, I'm eating healthy, I'm taking care of myself, mm-hmm. I can work forever and like it and have fun. But if those first things start to fall off the train, if I start eating a little crappy, I miss some workout days, I stop journaling, you know, those, that snowballs all together and then that makes everything else suffer. Yeah. You know. I mean, did you, when did you start implementing some of that um, journaling? Pretty recently, like the last two, three months, it's been very recent. It's been, yeah, it's been productive for you. Extremely, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. A complete shift in everything. Um, to to sit down and it's you know I, I take ten minutes before maybe fifteen minutes um, and just journal about whatever I want to talk about, whatever I want to journal about. You know, sometimes it's personal stuff, sometimes it's what I did, um, and then I plan out my day. And I plan out my day based off of what I want to do for this month, what I want to do for this year. Um, and then I put the hardest things, the very most, the most difficult things, I put them first. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. The very, the hardest thing that I think that it's going to mentally challenge me, I put that first. And the easiest thing I put at the end of the day. Um, because I know that my tendency personally is to procrastinate on the hardest things. Wait till the end of the day. By the end of the day, I'm smoked. Yeah. I'm doing all of these little things that didn't mean anything. <laughs> and now I have to do the thing that means something and it's seven, eight o'clock and I'm tired and you know, I work for an hour and then some like YouTube video clicks up and then all of a sudden, like two hours later, I just watch YouTube and Instagram, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think that, you know, I think that that downtime is okay. Um, and it was about the, the book that I was uh, telling you, that I gave you actually. Um, so they talk about needing that time off to where your brain needs to shut down. So it says that if you like feel like you need to binge on Instagram or Netflix or whatever and YouTube and just kind of zone out, that means your brain is physically tired. Yeah. Um, and that could be like you're not doing it right or if you're, if you're in a constant state of anxiety where you feel like, oh, yeah, I got this done, I got to get this done, I got to get this done. Even though your brain's not working very hard, it feels very stressed. Right. Um, so I think that you know it's it's okay to turn the brain off sometimes, but um, I think that there's an effective way to do that. And if you get the hardest things done first, um, at least you know that if you can get one very difficult thing done at the beginning of the day, 
then the rest of your day could go to crap and at least you got something that, that yeah. was meaningful that's actually that's actually pretty deep i didn't uh, <laughs> think about that having the most energy in the morning but i think having that routine in the morning really does help i don't have like a, a you know a stable routine i feel like i'm always in a state of trying a new one hmm. but i think i'm not um and the reason why I'm, uh, the goal is just trying to create a habit right that's why i asked you like has right. it been productive for you yeah and if it has um, does it matter what I do in the morning? I know a lot of people go against the don't check your phone until after yeah. whatever you're doing in mm-hmm. your routine. Like, do everything else but that phone yeah. because it would just start telling you what to do and right. dictate your day, which I totally get. Um, but I like to ask people about the routines and see if there's anything I can implement in my own day to have that type of productivity. Yeah, I think for me it was testing things. Okay. Um, that's, that's what it was for me because I, I started off having a set of goals for the year for the month, for the week, for the day, already set out for me, and I would evaluate all of those every morning and rewrite and evaluate, rewrite and evaluate, rewrite and evaluate, and um, it almost—it was too much. It was like it was asking me too much. Like even though it got me in the state of yes, I constantly knew where I wanted to be. It was almost like I was spending so much energy on just thinking about that instead of taking action um, on what I need to be what I need to be done. So I took that and I really simplified it. Is is what I did. Gotcha. Um, you know where I have I do have my goals for the year, for the month, for the week, um, and then I base those off the day. But it's not so crazy um, analytical. Right. That makes sense. Like man- managing all that data is too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to the mistake thing. I, I just thought of something really quickly. Mm. Um, how no, I, I used to think that there were such things as wasted experiences, mm. and I just could not um, could not really take it. I just feel like it was just a lost time. Chalk it up, take it out, whatever you call it. Yeah. But I'm like, I really realized during all these transitions I've made that I mentioned to you earlier um, that every experience prior to served me in some type of way, yeah. shape or form. Hundred percent. You know. Uh, IT, I just felt like there was nothing that could relate. But really, um, when you were talking about the brain being tired, mm. I'm like, so I used to be in class and just be like, so it's the same thing as if you had to shut down the computer because obviously the RAM fills up with a bunch of cash, you know, yeah. tech talk. And if you reset it, all that gets wiped away and the computer's like, it want to take on new tasks and yeah. remember things. Like, yeah, something like that. So for me, I just feel like, man, so maybe I didn't waste my time doing IT. I don't think so. Yeah. You know? And you know, in the world that we're in today, everything's t- you know moving technologically and I just felt like, that was the right move at the time, but I didn't make that move in the beginning with that in mind. I just felt like, mm-hmm. oh, I made a good, good hobby, I guess. Chose yeah. That hobby. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's like you said. I think people are going to go left, right, up, and down throughout their whole life, and I think that's, I think that's fun though. I think that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know, to to unless you get lucky and fall in love with what you do at the beginning and you excel at it and get you know crazy good and be one of the top performers in the industry, yeah. you know, that's a possibility, but. You know, I think the other option is, you know, the journey of finding what you like, yeah. you know, is, is fun and, and puts you in situations like you're here in, in Bangkok right now, you know, about to go to a conference, which is, right. you know, sitting on the couch talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> which literally happened in Prompt too. We were just downstairs, yeah. had a coconut, you know, piece of cake, and yeah. it's like, let's do it. I didn't eat the cake, just so you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> I talk to these guys all the time about, like, trying to stay on my diet and stuff. It's hard. It's hard traveling. I bet. No, but I mean, I know for sure I'd probably gain some weight, but I'd probably lose it right back doing all the trekking and yeah. running around. So, yeah. I mean, I lo- I'm a foodie. I love to eat. No joke, mm. you know? Yeah. So I make a point of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, I definitely want to mention this quote before I leave because I feel like it just would be, uh, I would never forget it. Um, 
people talk about, let me remember it now for verbatim. So motivation keeps us going. Mm -hmm. um, no, sorry, repeat that. It says motivation gets you gets you going, mm -hmm. and habits that you form keeps you going. Yeah. So you know people have that motivation, that fire that burns, mm -hmm. gets them started, but they don't yeah. throw enough wood on there. Yeah. They don't throw enough gasoline. Whatever you need to keep yeah. that fire going. And habits. That's what I asked you. But the morning routine, like yeah. that, is what mm -hmm. keeps you going and being productive. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like it's profound. I'm, I'm a quotes guy. Yeah. I like keep journal of quotes. Yeah. It keeps me popping. And um, that was one of them. And it was actually one of my favorite speakers, um, John Rohn. Uh huh. Yeah. So he, when he said that, I was like, that's 100. And I could, I agreed immediately because I knew I just couldn't form the words for what it, what, he, what I wanted to say, what I thought of it. Yeah. But when he formed it like that, I was like, yeah, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, and I was thinking about the same uh, kind of theory that uh, you have this spark of motivation, right? You, you watch a motivational video, you listen to a podcast or something like that, and you're amped up, yep. you're cranked. And then two days later, you're not doing anything. Like, what happened? It's, it's like that type of thing is an energy drink. It's a monster, you know? You take it, you, you listen to it, and you're like, hey, let's go. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna crush it today. Right, right, right. And then two days later, you're like, oh, gosh. <laughs> but it's like you said, it's it's you have to l really lay the base work yeah. um, because you know getting that spark is, is not enough. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a misconception uh, that people have with business or with work is they feel like, and that's was me. I felt like that when I had that spark, that energy drink, I felt like that I was supposed to feel like that all the time, yeah. and that's just not. That's crazy talk. <laughs> yeah. So I was sitting there listening to like pump up stuff and working all day and all night. Just and then I would do that for five days, just binge work for five days, and then I would crash and sleep for two days straight, like nonstop. I couldn't couldn't get out of bed. Just smoked. That makes sense. Yeah, I'd be the same too, man. Yeah. That work, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's definitely that's when I started finding the the balance. You know, you need the balance for for the. So, you know, to make everything productive and make things work, yeah. make the machine work. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're, um, I mean, at the end of the day, we're still human and our bodies has laws, just like there's the law of success, whatever mm -hmm. you deem success, because it is subjective. Um, Maybe yeah. soon we'll be robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm down, like, I'm right. first line. Transfer that consciousness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down for that, too. I would be so, I'm probably not number one. I think I would be like if they like number like a thousand people had done it. Right. I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's enough for me. Let's get, get, get that upgrade. So that, yeah, yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're ready, just get a oil change every now and then. It'd be good to go. Yeah, man, just charge it. I, <laughs> I eat. I'm to shower. Not, not to sleep. Yeah. Get that Tesla Marty that yeah, pack man. on there. Yeah. yeah it's gonna be like a 30 minute charge. Ready to go. <laughs> just in the sun. <laughs> yeah, man. Cool. Awesome, Drew. Well, thank you for coming on for the podcast. Uh, tell these guys where you can find the Instagram, YouTube, where you, what you're working on, um, anything like that that you want to hit them with. Sure. Yeah. So you can find me first on YouTube. I am Drew Romeo. That's where I like to put post a lot of my content. I'm also very active on IG. You can find me on Drew Romeo and uh, Drew underscore Romeo, and you'll find me there. Cool, man. Well, we are about to head out to the Grand Palace in Bangkok. We're gonna go check out the city. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Besides that, for you guys tuning in on the podcast, we will catch up with you guys soon.
Thank you guys for listening to today's episode of the podcast. It means everything to me that you took the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I know how precious your time is. I know how precious my time is during the day. So the fact that you listen to this podcast and you are still listening to this podcast, I want to thank you guys for your time, your attention. I hope that I brought you something of value. I hope it was awesome. I'm looking forward to doing the next one. If you guys enjoyed this, it would mean the world to me. It would mean everything to me if you could share this with your friends. Get the word out about this podcast. Thank you guys for all the support. We will talk to you guys next time.